In relation to this verse, so let's look at this verse. Proverbs 26, verses 18 and 19. 18 and 19. Like a madman who throws firebrands, arrows, and death is the man who deceives his neighbor and says, I am only joking. Okay, that's good. The question is this. I was just wondering what a Christian's attitude should be towards joking in general. Joking. You've been around serious people that never joke. You've been around some people that, you know, they, they joke enough. And when they do it, you think they're funny. There are people who joke Maybe it's sarcasm of some sort. It's not really funny. It's maybe more hurtful. They make jabs at people. Um, you can think of a pastor. Certain pastors, they want to tell a joke every time they get up in the pulpit. The question here is this. I was just wondering what a Christian's attitude should be towards joking in general. So you tell me. I mean, if somebody if somebody comes up to you at work on the street or even in the service Sunday and they were to ask you, "What do you think? Give me your opinion. Give me your opinion." But of course, look, if I were to ask you for your opinion, like I'm going to ask you right now, if, if it's just your opinion and you don't back it with any scripture, then it makes your opinion weak. I mean, look, we're supposed to be people of truth and just everybody has an opinion, but lots of opinions are wrong. And so Christians need to have opinions based on something like Romans 14. We need to have opinions that are based on some some semblance of scripture i mean we need to have we need to have bible verses backing up uh giving us a flavor at least some general principles what what are your opinions on joking let me ask you this could do you think biblically we could make a case that it is never under any circumstances whatsoever to say something that is considered a joke or a prank or anything of that nature? Is it wrong all the time? When the, um, when the, I don't know where in the Bible it was, but when they was talking about like sarcasm, weren't they sarcastic with the people who was like the magicians and the sorcerers? Do you know what I mean? When they, they actually, the, uh, do you know what I mean? Eli was it Elijah? Yeah, Elijah on Mount Carmel was sarcastic. In fact, in the original, it in the Hebrew, it sounds like he said, has Baal gone to the bathroom? So how do you balance that with, in Colossians, um, Chapter 3, verse 8, where it speaks of obscene talk, 
So, I don't know that that's obscene, saying that somebody's gone to the bathroom. Now, there is a line we can cross, but let's let's back away. Okay, we maybe we recognize there's a line. We'll talk about perhaps where that line is, but is it? I mean, what do you think just about people who talk and say things in a way that they're trying to pull laughter out of others? Because the thing about Elijah, he wasn't trying to pull laughter out of anybody. His sarcasm was a derogatory remark against a false god and those priests that represented that false god. I mean, it was it was a, uh, actually you hear God give the same kind of sarcasm. And uh, yeah, God himself can be sarcastic with people. But um, what about, what about, and we're talking Christians here. What about Christians who try to get a laugh? They say what they say. I mean, look, we have to recognize some people are just funny. But, and some people don't try to make you laugh, but they do make you laugh. They're not trying. Other people try to make you laugh, and they're funny, and, and you do laugh. Other people, they try to make you laugh, and they're not funny. And sometimes you laugh because they try to make you laugh, and they're not funny. And sometimes it's just not funny at all. You don't laugh at all. But should life not be so serious? Should we have light times? Does laughter actually produce something good for the soul for in the life? Is, is it good to laugh sometimes? Why, didn't, why don't we have any example of Jesus laughing? Do we think Jesus told jokes? I mean, what's, what, do, what do you do with all that? How do you, what sort of ethical, by ethics, we're talking about just the standard of right and wrong. What's, what's, uh, what do you say? What, what scriptures jump out? Are there any scriptures? Is there a time where like laughter is appropriate? Because I think it says, uh, I'm sure it does. Uh, a time to weep and a time to laugh in Ecclesiastes. So it's more of like when's appropriate. Is it, does it, do the Proverbs say anything about something being good medicine? Laughter. A joyful medicine. heart is good medicine, oh, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. So is joyful and laughter the same thing? No. Maybe not. And what do you think? seems like laughing in scripture is not always like a positive thing when you see it like when you type in a word search and see when laughter is used it's like you know even god laughing on people yeah when god laughs it's it's not, like, it's not like a joke it's yeah. not it's like somebody's destruction it's it's like it's like mockery isn't it in psalm 2 when god laughs You know, we recognize that Ephesians chapter 5 says coarse jesting is not appropriate. Coarse. 
Now, it doesn't just say jesting, it says coarse jesting. What do you do with the word coarse? Like jesting that involves something that's bad. A lot of jesting has to do with sexual innuendo. A lot of jesting has to do with foul language. I mean, if we're just talking about the world and the way they, I mean, you know, even Ruby and I, we were, we were at this hotel in London and we turned the TV on at one point, one of the nights, we were watching some of the news reports and what was happening in different places. And, and we, we saw that there's famine actually down in the area we want to visit in, in Africa. But the show came up and it was British and it was British humor. And, and Ruby and I were just recognizing that British humor is just so dry. It is so different. But sure enough, I mean, we're, we, we didn't have to watch it for long. And so, suddenly some, you know, very graphically perverse sexual thing is said. And, uh, you know, that's what the world does. And, and uh, so obviously God doesn't want us going there. Any other thoughts come to your mind on this? Wait, Sarah laughed. It says when uh, she was granted the baby, it says, come and laugh with me. Like, that's what it says. Obviously, uh, it wasn't like they were laughing at the baby or so on, but they were happy, isn't it? Laughter, laughter in itself... Um, yeah, I mean, I think we could, having a good gut-wrenching laughter can be good medicine. We hear joyful, but it, it, it can. I mean, you can go through a long time of seriousness, but like one of the things I remember John Piper when he was doing William Wilberforce's biography is he said one of the things, like Piper would say, he said, you know, after he got done studying George Mueller, he just said, I didn't think I would have liked him. <laughs> but when he got done studying William Wilberforce, he said, you just got to love a guy like this, that he could just laugh, just roll in laughter. And he could play with the children and just laugh with them. I mean, we love people like that. It's that, that is not even though scripture leaves laughter out and that isn't that an odd it's it's an odd absence that Jesus never laughed don't you find that odd well he was a man of sorrows and i remember john macarthur saying one time that the further he got in life the less he laughed because he just more and more saw how serious everything is here. And that doesn't mean um, Sam Patron was saying that he, he either had somebody come to his church or he met somebody that was one of John MacArthur's neighbors. And he said, John would just come over and come in their house. And like he was, he, he was just like a super nice guy and really nice to have as a neighbor. And, you know, I can just see him walking in and, and uh, 
laughing and we don't people that are overly somber and serious is uh you know i think if we're all honest it's they're not the nicest people to be around all the time and uh you know i i'm probably that kind of person 95% of my life i like to hear Ruby laugh. Ruby laughs a lot more than I do. And I like, I, I like, I mean, you know, I really liked the family situation when we, you know, we, we did laugh a lot. Um, we played, we laughed. Um, anyway, it's, um, but th think about this. When you think of an elder in a church, I think of words like grave and sober have to describe that the character of that man. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think that the characteristic of an elder is something that everybody in the church should be pursuing? Does an elder have characteristics that need to be in place because not just because of the situation he's in, but also because other people need to be following his example, patterning after his life, do you think? Do you think that every quality described in 1 Timothy 3 and Titus 1 is something that everybody in the church should be pursuing? Yeah. Would seem, right? I mean, doesn't Hebrews 13 say that you should be imitating those men? It does. It doesn't just say you should be obeying them in verse uh, 17. It says that you should imitate them in verse 7. And they are supposed, even young men, you know, Titus 2 gives instruction for young men. What does it say young men are supposed to do? They're supposed to be self-controlled. But what else? Sober. Okay, so let me ask you this. Does sober mean that I can laugh? Yeah. It's more of awareness of, like, circumstances, isn't it? Sober. Like, you know, look. Does... Sober does have to do with an alertness. But if I think about sobriety, I mean, what do you think about characterizes drunk people? Obviously, the opposite of sober is drunk. Excess, we can say. Excess. Even with laughter, it's just excess in drunkenness. No, no limits, like no control. No, don't know what to stop. Like kind of. What do you think about comedy? Just in general? <laughs> or what do you, what do you mean? Uh, okay, wait. Now, I, I can remember from years ago. Okay, you guys had a guy over here called Monty Python. Should a Christian sit down and watch Monty Python? 
But why? Okay, Abed says maybe it's not the best, but why? You see, we need to be people that ask questions. Is it okay to sit down and watch something funny? What if, what if all of a sudden you found out, so you guys, you, got, you have another guy over here. What if somebody in the church told you on Sunday that they watch Mr. Bean? They love it. <clears throat> yeah, that's pretty yeah, I would say. <laughs> so, I mean, okay, let's say, let's say one of the young guys up and coming. <clears throat> I don't want to put the image in your mind, so I won't use George as an example, but this, just uh, let's, I, I mean, but let's say you got a young up and coming guy in the church and everybody's considering him for possible future future possibilities in ministry of some sort. And then you find out he watches Mr. Bean. Does that discredit him in your mind? I think if it takes over, like, over, you know, what's the context? Is he watching it with his family? What's He's watching context? it with his wife, and they just think it's hysterical together, and they laugh like crazy. But they don't they, do anything else. They have, they have TV night one night a week. And one night a week, that's okay. So, you, yeah, so that's okay. What if they said they watch Monty Python? Yeah, it's got a lot of innuendo in it, and certain... It, I'm sure it has. I can't. It's quite old in it, but I think there's quite a bit of innuendo. So yeah, if you if you have sexual innuendo, or if or if you have just sacrilegious, didn't they do one? I mean, they they it seemed like that Monty Python guy did a lot of takeoffs on religious things. I mean, there uh, wasn't in one guy, and I you, I think it was one. Yeah, I don't know. But, there, there is a thing about not being entertained by things like that, isn't there? I don't know where it is in the Bible, though. Not to be entertained by... Is it like the type of things you should be? Like, whatever's lovely in that type of thing? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good thing. I mean, think about... That's Philippians chapter 4. What kinds of things does Philippians 4 tell us that we should think on? Things that are... That are what? It says honorable. Honorable. What else? Lovely. Lovely. True. True. Worthy of praise. And that's what we should be thinking on. And so that does, you know, if you surround yourself by comedy, I think we all recognize this. Whatever we entertain ourselves with, whatever we set before our eyes, whether it's on a computer or on a TV or on our phone, if you're absorbing this, you're thinking on it. You will, your mind will go there. Your mind will be occupied by it. And uh, <clears throat> you can't get away from that. And so I think that's one of the things we have to ask ourselves is, is, is it profitable in that sense? I mean, what's something, what's, what, what would be a way of, what, what do you think about Christian comedians? I won't watch them. I, I personally despise those guys. But do you, do you know what happened? Years ago, and you can find this online, years ago, John Piper went to a conference 
of Christian counselors, I think in Memphis, Tennessee, Memphis or Nashville, Tennessee. And on the, on the uh, brochure for the conference, they had him and a Christian comedian flip-flopped. And a lot of these people didn't know Piper. And so when he got up, they thought he was the comedian. Well, I've seen that. That's good. Yeah. And if you go back and listen to it, he starts talking very seriously. And he's talking honestly. He's like, he's being vulnerable and transparent and, and putting his sins out on the table. And they are roaring in laughter. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Like you're programmed that it's going to be a comedian, and so you just automatically go into funny mode. <laughs> yeah. He says, I don't know why. Like, yeah, he said, you, you are the oddest <laughs> crowd I have ever preached to. And that just got him roaring all the more. It, it's <clears> like Christian rock, though, isn't it? It's like, I just think it's real and well. Like, it's trying to be entertainer, you know, like, well, we can cover every area of comedy. Yeah, it's like, it's like, why? I mean, what are you doing? You're trying to give us a kind of a moralized... I mean, look, <clears throat> Ruby, years ago, Ruby found... I know when the kids were growing up, there were a couple things that... There was a guy who... He didn't just do this wild comedy and just try to clean it up a little bit. He actually, he pointed out things about the church that were legitimately funny. And then uh, the kids, they found, um, they found these guys. That's what I was thinking of. The what? Oh, I don't know who I'm talking about. I never really got into that stuff that much, but... Um, there was the guys that did the mommy glasses. You guys were watching those for a season. Anyway, every once in a while over the years, something came up that I thought was legitimately funny. But yeah, most of that, I, I don't have any use for that stuff. <clears throat> How about doing pranks? What Sometimes you... it depends where it is, doesn't it? I mean, it, I think. Yeah. You ever prank somebody and just cut all their hair off? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'd find that that funny. Yeah. Oh, is it like? Would it be? The appropriateness is making it clearly aware that this is not serious, and then the other person gets it rather than like. You like you said, uh, if it's not clear that it's a joke, and then someone could could be offended by it. <laughs> what about you put a rubber snake somewhere, in yeah. un, under the sheets? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and Mark always do stupid things like that. Yeah. Yeah, it depends who it's with, doesn't it? And I think if you know, if you know what the reaction's going to be, yeah. you know the. You know, they're gonna they're gonna enjoy it rather than have a heart attack. Yeah, it's just gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, it's like, 
I said, you know they're going to enjoy it rather than have a heart attack. (laughs) Ruby, what were you saying? I was just thinking, like in general, in regards to working and praise and, you know, that category of life. Like as Christians, I think a lot has to do with the, the motivation like I always told the kids, like it's only something's only funny if it's not at their expense. If you're not shaming them, making fun of them, humiliating them, it's funny if it's if both parties are genuinely laughing. <clears throat> right. Sometimes people joke and it's very prideful and they they speak condescendingly, yeah. jokingly, quote unquote. Really, they're trying to make themselves look good. And even maybe trying to make somebody else look bad or mm-hmm. stupid. Or, <clears throat> I think it has a lot to do because laughing can be very therapeutic. Yeah. So, and it's biblical. I mean, you know, I, I was just looking at laughing verses, so it's in there. Yeah, it can be therapeutic. I mean, th- that would be the thing about something caustic or something that is just some kind of jesting that gets into the realm of inappropriate, if it hurts, harms somebody else, if it's crude, if it's vulgar, if it's impure, if if you're dealing with profanity, obviously if it's dealing with just sexual innuendo of some sort, um... You know, whether it is something necessarily vulgar, if it has to do with bodily functions and fluids and, you know, people like to find all sorts of hilarious things with regards to that. But I guess, you know, that that can get into the realm of crude as well. I mean, we want to be appropriate. We have testimonies to uphold. I I threw down something here about, um, oh, I, I mean, one other thing, because I, obviously, if we use foul language, we cross the line. But I know that growing up, and especially being around a bunch of crude friends and crude family members and a crude father, you know, a lot of times the, the, the crude aspect crosses over into racist and racial slurs as well. And, uh, <clears throat> but James talks about bridling the tongue. First Corinthians 10 talks about doing everything we do to God's glory Romans 13, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I think I think just contemplating these broad principles, if I'm going to do everything, whether I eat or drink, everything, how I speak, whether I'm going to jest, whether I'm going to tell a joke, whether I'm going to, whatever I'm going to do, if I'm going to try to pull laughs out of somebody, am I doing it for the glory of God? Is he being glorified? Does it look like I'm putting on the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, just because the scriptures are silent with regards to his laughing, 
I, he was, he was a man. He was made in every respect like us. That has to include laughter. If he didn't, if he never laughed, then he wasn't made in every respect like us. <clears throat> but I think that there is also a reason why God left that out because he was indeed a man of sorrows. And you know, like John MacArthur's talking about, the longer he lives, the more serious life gets. He sees how serious things are. Can you imagine the Lord Jesus? <clears throat> he looked at men and he knew, you deny me and you're going to lose your soul. And he was confronted by that. His own, he came to his own and his own received him not. And he full well knew the extent of what that meant. He wept over Jerusalem. I mean, and you know, he didn't live in this world long, just barely into his 30s. So <clears throat> in his few years here, he was indeed that man of sorrows. <clears throat> and, and the thing that we have to remember too is what we have other than as a babe in a manger and a 12-year-old boy at the time of the uh, uh, Passover feast is we have Jesus during the years of ministry, his ministry. <clears throat> and he was, he was moving towards Calvary. I mean, that Calvary road was before him. And he talked about the fact that he was under distress until that was accomplished. And so just those last three years of his life, which is basically 99% of what we get in the four gospels, he was under that constant, I mean, it is like culminated in the garden where it's just pressing blood out of him. But he, he would say that <clears throat> he made comments along the way as to the distress that that caused him. For further study on this topic, you could watch Tim Conway's Bible study, Are You a Man of Sorrows or Laughter?, which is part 10 of his Battle with Sin series.